back with another episode of the Rogue Agronomist Podcast. And um, this week's topic is something that's kind of interesting to me. Um, hopefully it's interesting to most people. Uh, really what I want to talk about is what keeps me up at night. And I, I know that sounds weird for, for most growers. Um, I know a lot of my customers have, have always thought that, um, I don't know, most people know that I care. Um, some people, I, I think think that most agronomists don't care and that might be the case with some people but at least not for me um so what keeps me up at night as an agronomist has a lot to do with what's going on in fields um i always talk to my wife and we talk about why uh why i like winter so much and, and the reason why i like winter is that winter is um winter is my favorite time of year because i don't stay up at night worrying about customers' fields and, and what's going on in the fields. And it's like the one time a year where I get just tons of sleep and I can actually relax and um, we go out on the weekend and we do stuff and it doesn't really worry me. Um, so when we go into growing seasons, um, the one example that really like glares out to me is something that happened this year. Um, I think we had we had a weekend where we got a lot of rain like on a Friday uh maybe it was Saturday morning and uh we we couldn't get in the fields uh Saturday or Sunday so we had the weekend off and um I think I woke up on a Sunday morning it was one of those weekends this year where it was um I think it was almost 100 degrees if it wasn't it was pretty dang close and uh, I woke up on a Sunday morning and I literally just shot out of bed and my wife's just like what's going on and I said well this guy uh, hasn't called me about spraying his corn yet. And I think it's like the end of June. Uh, was, I think it was like, it was very close to the end of June if it wasn't the end of June. And she's just like, okay. And I said, well, I got to get up. I got to call this guy. And she's like, well, it's like 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning. Um, so I call the guy. And he actually answers the phone. And he's like, man, I'm really glad you called. He goes, I was going to call you. And, um, you know, usually I spray my own. And this year I was going to have you guys do it. And I forgot to call you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know why. I just woke up this morning. I was like, I got to call this guy. And he's like, well, it's not too bad. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure the corn's less than knee high. So I'm thinking, you know, it's like 18, 24 inches. I'm like, we're still on label for Halex. Uh, we should be good. And um, guy calls me back like an hour later. And he's just like, yeah, you know, um, I just want to look at my corn. It, it's like waist high. And I'm like, oh, crap. So it was one of these Sundays where um, it was so warm, we were actually losing power. And I think we would get it back. We'd have it for like 15 minutes and then it would go out again. It was just such a high demand uh, weekend as far as power goes that we were just going in and out. And I'm like, I think by like noon, I just told my wife, I'm like, I got to go to work. And um, I ran in, looked at the guy's corn. We were at like V7. And, you know, V8 or V8's the label for status. And I'm just like, you know, it's 100 degrees. We're going to be pushing V8 like tomorrow morning. And it was just barely good enough to get out and go. And I'm like, we got to go. So I went back to the office, did some maps, enjoyed the air conditioning for like an hour. And, um, you know, that's that's the thing. You know, that's kind of what happens to me quite a bit. Um, I constantly worry about what's going on in the fields. And, for me, I really don't like surprises. I really want to know what's going on in my customers' fields. Um, I don't want to be the guy that gets the phone call at harvest and says, oh, your weed control sucked. 
I want to know what our weak control is doing. And, you know, there's always an option or a chance to fix that uh, up until a certain stage. So obviously about V8, uh, we start getting to the end of what our control is. So I always want to know what's going on and I don't want to be surprised. Well, 2018 was like my surprise year. Um, we had so much rain this year. I literally could not walk in fields. Um, it was either raining or it was so muddy uh, that you could barely walk. Um, I mean, I was permanently in muck boots from about the uh, first week of June until we finished spraying and spreading in, uh, I think it was like the middle of July. So, yeah, it, it really stunk this year. Um, I mean, even when we got tar spots, um, we had a field on our farm that um, I... I scouted and we looked at, you know, we, we knew it had tar spots. Um, this particular field was actually one of our best fields as far as timing this year. We got, we got the pre-merge on, we got, uh, we got our top dress on, um, pretty much right on time. Everything went really great in this field. The only thing that really kind of was a surprise this year was about V6, V7. That field had a, a heavy hailstorm on it. And, um, I had a chance to walk it in um, August, and so I, I usually walk a lot of fields in August and September. Um, for me, it's really important as far as hybrid, uh, knowing what's going on with hybrids. Um, we have such a, a different area where we are that um, when we get recommended different hybrids, it seems like the, the national leaders um, don't really do well in our area. We ended up with we always end up with the hybrids that nobody else wants, and those are the ones that actually do well for us. So this particular field had a couple different hybrids in it, and I had a chance to walk it, but it's um, it was so wet, and we had so many mosquitoes. I mean, I was literally putting 100% deed on, uh, putting a buff, which is just like a fishing um, a neck kerchief that goes over your face uh, to keep UV off uh, when you're fishing, and... Um, had that on, and that actually had bug deterrent built into it. Uh, I was wearing a hat, sunglasses, gloves, um, you know, basically anything and everything to cover my skin up. And I literally was just getting, just eaten alive. So I didn't really get a chance to look at fields like I normally do. I I always like to walk this stuff and just understand what's going on. I, I think a lot of agronomists miss out on that opportunity. Um, there, there's a lot of what's going on in fields. You know, you you get to look at, uh, I always say, I don't like doing a postmortem, which is basically when we get to harvest, we're like, you know, Hey, we had a problem and there's not a lot of like, um, evidence of what actually happened. So when I'm walking in August and September, I can tell if there's nitrogen deficiency. I can tell if we control is bad. I can tell, um, a lot of different things. And, um, so that's really why I like to walk these fields. Well, I didn't get a chance to walk this field fully, and honestly, um, there was a chunk of this field that was underwater for most of August and a good chunk of September, but um, it wasn't exactly the part of this field I should have been walking, but anyway, um, once we get to harvest, uh, we were combining, and um, I always run, we run climate, and I can watch what the combine is doing, so I can see his monitor as it's going through the field in the grain cart. Um, so he was making swipes, you know, we we're probably running in the 200s, 220s. Um, there were spots where we were hitting 240, 250. And um, he dumps, and we had this side-by-side. -side. And the rest of this field was planned all the one hybrid. The other part of it was two different hybrids. 
And um, literally right next to where he was hitting 240s and 250s, I'm watching the monitor and it's hitting like 140s and 150s. And I'm like, oh no. So some go down, he comes back and he stops about halfway down right next to me. He gets out of the combine, I get out of the tractor and I walk over him with my head kind of hung down. And he just looks at me and he goes, what? And I said, well, you're going to fire me now or fire me later. And he's just like, what are you talking about? And I said, I've been watching. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot you could see what's going on. And he's like, what the heck is going on with this stuff? We get out and I look. And so there's a hybrid we had in this field that was, it, it's prone to uh, throwing some blanks. And, and what I've always been told is, you know, a couple, like two to maybe two, two to five percent. And uh, we, we actually go and look half the plants. I mean, it was a third to half the plants had no ear on them. And for whatever reason, this hybrid just could not handle the amount of water or the heat or um, maybe even the hailstorm we had. I mean, everything else was perfect. Um, you know, if we wouldn't have planted the other varieties in that field, we would have just thought it was the field. Something really happened, but I didn't get a chance to go look at this stuff. So this is my thing. You know, this is what keeps me up at night. When we did a year like this year where I could not walk fields like I normally do. You know, I basically spend all day from August 1st until the middle end of September just walking corn. And I, I couldn't do it in this field. And this is the thing that's just, now it's going to like reinforce me. I got to get back out and look at stuff. Um, but it, it ended up being fine. You know, we had the company stood behind it. Everything was fine. But it kept me up at night until we got that, um, got that claim back in. And, you know, it's the same thing. We had a, uh, a certain variety of soybeans. So we sprayed all of our soybeans at the same time. Um, you know, they all dealt with the same weather or corn did. We had one specific variety of soybeans. Um, I think mid-August, we were starting to worry about aphids. We had some uh, soybean aphid pressure coming late. And I'm walking fields. And I literally walk into the soybean field. Beans look awesome. I mean, these things, if they didn't look like they were 80 bushel soybeans... You know, I would be surprised. I mean, they were just insanely good-looking beans. From the row, they look awesome. When you peel back the canopy, and I was trying to look for aphids, I'm looking at a plant, I'm like, there's no pods on this. And I walk another, you know, 50 feet, start checking the same thing. And every five or six plants, I would come up with a plant that would either have pods only on the bottom third, or I would end up with a plant with just nothing on it. And... I'm just freaking out. So basically I spent that entire morning running to all of our soybean fields to check and see if it was just one variety, if it's just one tank load, what it was. And literally there was one field right in between all this. So the crappy thing about our part of Wisconsin is our average field size is about 15 acres. So when we plant hundred acres of those soybeans, you have like six or seven different fields. We had one field right in the middle of all these fields. That was a different variety. That field was perfect. Um, so we knew that it was just one variety. For whatever reason, it, it hadn't been herbicide or something. You know, it was really hot when we sprayed them. Um, it was not necessarily pushing the label. We were towards the end of the label, but we weren't pushing it. Um, something happened, and I'm not even going to name the herbicide company, nothing. But something happened with these soybeans. This is the stuff that keeps me up at night. It's just that stuff. The things that um, are lurking in fields that we can't see from the road. And that stuff just boggles me. I, it really bothers me quite a bit. Um, you know, I've always been that way. Um, 
you know, I walk a lot of fields. One year we tried, um, we tried Acheron. And this is the one I'll actually name. So Acheron is basically Lumax with Bicycle Pyro in it. With Acheron, they also reduce the rate of Duel in it. They reduce the rate of Callisto to make up for the amount of this Bicycle Pyrone that supposedly picks up on grass and broadleaf pressure. And um, we had sprayed Lumax at the farm probably the first three or four years I was here. And we had made the switch to a different product. Um, we had put some clopyrrolid in. We basically eliminated our giant ragweed pressure. We had like zero ragweed for like six or seven years. And um, so we went back to Acheron. And um, first field, so this is me. I, I, I've probably worked all but two or three Fourth of Julys in my career. Um, I've worked pretty much every Memorial Day. Um, my, my thing with my customers is if you're in the field, I'm in the field. Um, Memorial Day weekends, usually my weekend where nobody's going to call me, nobody's going to want fertilizer. Usually I can at least just go scout stuff and I don't have anybody bothering me, which is what I love. I, I love working on weekends and after hours when nobody's going to typically call me asking me for stuff. And, um, so this Memorial Day weekend, I'm out looking at our corn and, um, I walk into one of the fields and I really kind of was, you know, we had these high hopes for Akron. We thought it was going to be great in ragweed. We were, we were just, you know, stoked about this thing. And I'm like, well, first thing I'm going to go do is check our typical ragweed spots. You know, everybody's got those. We know where they are. I walk in the first field and I'm like, oh no, you know, I just saw some cotyledon to first true leaf ragweed. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go walk. Uh, the field down the road, because I know that one also has it. And there it was again, you know, same spot. I could literally walk to the spot in every field, and I knew exactly where it was going to be. Um, I think I did 10 or 12 fields that day, and it was just every single one of them had um, had some ragweed. And in some spots, it was pretty heavy, um, right where we knew they were going to be. So that is why I, I'm just, like, religious. I just know... That we're always going to have, you know, I, I don't want to know what's creeping in the fields. I want to be able to handle it. Um, I want to be that guy that's going to be able to find it and, and take care of the problem when I have a chance, you know. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys, uh, at least I do, that um, I got a lot of people that don't walk their own fields. Um, and for me, that is like the scariest thing. Um, we had a talk with, um, since I came out of the farm with our co-op and um i was just like all right you know i, I want to make sure you know we're going to get the service we want and they're like well you know how much do you want to see me and i'm like it's not that i want to see you um a lot and that's not what i need you know i'll walk our fields um i also don't need you to like you know keep track everything for me but i do want to know that if i have a problem we're going to get service you know when i need it and you know, I, I think a lot of guys, um, I just, you know, I worked in retail and it's not that, um, you know, I'm just some special, amazing guy, but there's not a lot of guys in retail that are going to walk your fields the way that you probably want them to, you know, that we just couldn't get across the acres. You know, even when I walk like crazy, um, at one point I had a four-wheeler and I was just running around like mad, just trying to keep up. There's no way I'm going to be able to walk every inch of every field. That's why I, I focus on problem areas. And the nice thing is after a few years, you kind of understand, you know, the same thing with ragweed. 
you know, when I know that this spot of this field has got ragweed, I know that almost all those other spots we sprayed in that same time period are all going to have ragweed issues. We just need to go make sure 100%. But, you know, it's the same thing with checking water spots. Um, you know, this year, I guess, for me, it wasn't as bad as it probably could have been. Uh, the fact that I know our fields, I could check fields for how wet they were and see if we could get back into them by just checking one or two spots in an area. And I just knew how the rest of that area would be. Um, you know, that that was the, the sucky thing and the good thing at the same time. Because basically I was spending my day driving to the same spot pretty much every other day, just checking to see how wet they were. Um, but, you know, it's just those things are things that you learn and um, things that you kind of come up with after a while. Um, simple deductions really helped me out with this job quite a bit. Um, but for me, you know, what keeps me up at night is just worrying about, um, you know, what's going on in my fields, what's going on with my customers. Um, you know, it, it really, it's not everybody, but it's definitely something that bothers me. Um, and it's, it's not to the point where I lose a ton of sleep. Um, you know, I still, I work so hard that by the time I get home, um, I usually pretty much have a pretty clear conscience. Um, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily keep me up. It, it makes me feel better about everything. When I go to bed, I actually know stuff, but, um, you know, it just, that's the things that, that worries me every day. Um, I get up and, you know, we always talk about organizational skills. My wife's just like, I don't know how you keep track of all this stuff. And I don't write anything down. Um, I really don't write a lot of stuff down every day when I'm scouting. Um, not necessarily like scouting reports, but what I'm going to do. You know, I, I just kind of wake up and I always say it's my agronomy sense is tingling. I just know where I'm going to go every day. And I know because I just, I get a gut feeling that I need to go look at this guy's stuff. Um, you know, back in 2012, um, we had a 4th of July off that year and I remember sitting at the farm, we, uh, I went fishing and, um, I was fishing on the river that year because the river was so low. It was like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, but you, you know, I, I spent that Saturday or whatever it was, or was it, I don't remember what day that was. Uh, but I spent the day at the farm and I said, you know, I, uh, I think we should start looking for spider mites. And I remember Dennis saying, you know, what do you, uh, what do you worry about spider mites for? And I'm like, yeah, it's so dry. It's so hot. You know, we've been dry for so long. I really got a bad feeling we're going to have to look for spider mites. And I'm like, we really should start looking along the road ditches. Um, I said, they know they mowed the stuff east of town uh, a week or so ago. We should probably go check those first. Um, so then the next day or whatever that we could work, I literally went in, checked those fields. And it was like, boom, spider mites. First field I walk into, I am not even walk into it. I basically just drove by and I'm like, yep, we got them. And um, I was one of the first guys to spray for spider mites. And, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, I remember in 2000, it was 2012, um, we had the same farm we had the issues with um, throwing the blanks. That year, um, a lot of guys don't remember 2012 spring. We had a really cold April that year. We had... Um, we had great weather through like February and March. We were in the 80s in March. It was putting siding on our house in shorts in March that year. And uh, April got really cold and wet. We uh, we got some early planting in. And um, I was just driving by one day and I'm like, you know, man, I really should go check this field. And 
for whatever reason, I went and checked it. We submitted the first replant claim in the state that year for DeKalb. And it wasn't necessarily, well, it was partly the hybrid. That was, um, if anybody remembers, 5204. Uh, 5204 is notoriously was bad at uh, cold germ. And um, this field it was cold germ mixed with uh, wireworm and a bunch of other stuff. But it was just one of those days where I was just like, man, I should really go check on this stuff. And it wasn't that I knew I should. I didn't get a call from a grower. I just knew deep down for whatever reason I should go check on this field. And um, I mean, that's a lot of what I do. And it's not necessarily a skill. It's not necessarily something you can learn. It's it's something that I just kind of was born with. I um, We were walking through something in the shop the other day and... Um, I don't know. Oh no, I was at a customer's and I had walk in the guy's or getting to walk in the guy's shop and I'm just like something caught my eye. And um we walk out and I'm like, hey, um, you know, there's a tractor over the next place over, and I'm like, Where did that come from? And what is it? And he's like, Oh, it's a two plus two. They had just showed up like a week or so ago. And it's just not something that I'm in charge of, not something I should know about. Um, it's just something that, you know, I pulled in the guy's air and I'm like, I just stop myself. I wasn't particularly looking for anything. And out of the corner of my eye, I just caught my thing, caught my view. Um, it's the same thing with weeds. You know, I, I walk fields and I can, you know, it's my grandpa. My grandpa's the best morel mushroom hunter I've ever met. The guy can come out of the woods with a garbage bag full of morels and I'll walk in and I'll find like two. And it, it's just somebody that's got an eye for stuff. And my eyes are trained for like two different things, arrowheads and uh, finding, finding weeds in fields. And I don't know why, but that's where my vision's been set. So, you know, as, as much as things keep me up at night and much as things worry me, um, the thing is for me, it's really easy to, to fix it and to find it and take care of it. So, you know, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. It's, um, it's what keeps me up at night is, is thinking about what's going on in my customer's fields. You know, I, there's the one thing about being out of retail, it's going to be kind of nice. I'm not as responsible for making sure that stuff is, but are taken care of, but I'm also doing consulting. So now I'm doing that on the other side. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more responsible for making sure that we know what's going on and, and less about taking care of it. Um, you know, I don't have the logistics side to worry about anymore, which is kind of awesome. Um, which gives me the opportunity to be able to walk more fields and, and do some more of my own things. But um, the things that keep me up are just that stuff is what it is. I mean, it was retail really got to me, um, but I don't think it's going to get any better now that I've got my own stuff to worry about along with uh, other customers. But, um, you know, if, if you talk to a retailer, I mean, that's one thing I would ask them. You know, it, it's kind of interesting. Um See, uh, it's a really good interview question. You know, what keeps you up at night? And, you know, some people will be family. Some people will be anything else, um, you know, money, financial stuff. Um, you know, I always kind of subscribe to um, Rourke Denver's um, Rourke Denver stuff. And Commander Denver is, is always interesting. Um, the one thing he always talks about is before you go downrange with your guys or your team, uh, you want to make sure everything at home is, is good first. And, um, you know, for me, my home life has always never interacted with work. Um, you know, I try my best and never let that bother me. 
Um, it's very rare that you'll see my home life bother me at work. Um, so for me, the only thing that really does bother me is work. So anyway, um, yeah, so that's it. That's the episode. Uh, what keeps me up at night? Just a bunch of random stuff about uh, experiences. Um, it's the same thing I've been kind of doing with this podcast. It's more like uh, personal stuff, um, personal experiences. And, you know, if there's anything anybody really wants to hear, uh, definitely let me know. Um, you know, we got different social media. Um, you know, I've got my own Twitter. I've got the company Twitter, uh, company Facebook. Um, everything's under stall agronomy or my name. And, um, you know, it's it's been really nice. Uh, I get quite a few interactions the last couple podcasts. Um, this one should be really good. So hopefully everybody enjoys it.